have you <laughs> have you actually have you taken a brush to that hair your jimmy butler wig? no it's actually in dire condition like compared mm. to how it was before halloween mm -hmm. like uh i lost uh many fake piercings and it was a rough night uh there's a dude who went out with us that night uh, he still hasn't come to work and that was like that was fucking days ago dude that On was Halloween? Like, i don't know yeah yeah shit was like almost a week ago <laughs> it's true like a week well, ago uh welcome to the free ballers podcast uh coming at you right on time almost perfectly on time for everyone who waits about about five six games to start talking about basketball <laughs> yeah i feel i feel like the uh the mark of a good podcast is you give the nba a little time to breathe see when you live in wine country alex like i do you know you got to give it a little time to breathe before you just pour it into the glass uh so yeah, you true. know like let like let the let the nba cook a little bit you know <laughs> right, like yeah. uh before you just come out here with your takes all willy-nilly yeah. and shit let the dust settle I, I don't need i don't need these uh you know championship predictions on uh, october 15th no thanks no no thanks uh man whole ass off season and shit like we've all gotten over um the last free ballers cup and shit. It's like yesterday's news, man. Nobody cares. Um, lots of, lots of changes. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard not getting to go where he wants to go. So sad. I feel like he, he kind of, um, it's like a high school drama when the, the girl at the end finally decides she's not going to go with the guy you thought she was going to go with. That would be the Miami Heat, right? Like They're like, oh, obviously she's the cheerleader, so she's going to go with the, uh, with the top quarterback. You know that, That's who she would normally go with. And then at the end, she picks the Bucks to go with because that guy had a nicer heart or something. Yeah. Uh, that happened... <laughs> again um that that resulted in like um many many dominoes falling you know like uh uh because then now we got drew on the celtics uh that is a, is a upgrade uh, in my opinion all right all right who has a higher basketball iq drew holiday or marcus smart in your opinion Duh. so far i know it's Why a small sample size why would you do this to me? <laughs> There's literally like a thing in my house that says, in this house, we do not slander Marcus Smart. Um, you know, God, fuck him after Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's, it's tough. probably Drew Holiday. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Like, uh, I, like, I would take Marcus Smart. Like, I fuck with Marcus Smart. Um, but I do also know that, like, uh, he has a little Mario Chalmers in him, like, where it'll be, like, the game on the line, and he looks to his left, and it's like Jason Tatum. <laughs> he looks to his right, Jalen Brown. Uh, shit, Al Horford is over there hanging out. Uh, and he's like, nah, I'm the option. <laughs> and then he'll take this shot. Like, um, I wonder if um, the fact that Drew Holiday is, like, just as good if not better you know just comparable elite defender uh but the fact that like uh that cancels out 
on the offensive side, is Drew Holiday a positive like uh, over Marcus Smart? You know, I think uh, maybe he might be. I think he is actually. Um, I think he's younger too, if I remember correctly, than Marcus Smart. So that's a that was part of the well. My assumption is that was part of the the equation there because now Marcus Smart is like an aging defender, and uh, it's not. I mean, he still looks good, but um, you're right though. Drew Holiday might be the better basketball mind. I may have to like break up with Marcus Smart. Like that's uh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, I think he's uh, still win winless over there in uh, still in Memphis. Un- unfortunately, he's their only he's their only bright spot, I'd say, so far. To be honest, if you look at like his uh, stat line, so yeah. Um, man, John Morant like uh, has to feel terrible about how they are winless and uh it's like injury problems and stuff and then uh you know if he was there they'd probably be fine they'd probably be fine i'm gonna go out on a ledge and just say that i feel like he doesn't care that much true i don't even know i don't even know if that ledge is so high you know what i mean i feel like it's like a six foot ledge and i'm like well if I jump, I'll just like bruise my ankle or something. You know what I mean? It's survivable. It's survivable. It's survivable. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be sore, but like he. Uh, I mean, this is twice now. Uh, he's pulled out a gun, uh, just straight up on Instagram. So I feel like, I mean, the time to care uh, would have been like a little while ago. The the research team has uh, said that Marcus Smart is 29. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday is thirty-three. Yeah. Okay. Um, Damn. Well, research team just got fired. Is what just happened there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's because um, Drew Holiday is that much wiser, though. You know, he's got more um, more wisdom. I'll be um, real honest. He's just got better skin. I think is what uh, is what really is the, is the is the catalyst there for my guess that he was younger, but. Um, that's just me. You're you're really. I, I feel like you're recording all these Marcus Smart takes, and then they're, they're going to be used against me in a blackmail, you know, like embarrassing sort of way. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh <Yeah>. man, see, <laughs> nah, it was just something that was on my mind, like uh, in the off season, because, um, and now we've seen. Uh, the Celtics uh, go go on this uh, great start to the season, like with the with that starting lineup. Like, um, there's a little bit less on the bench, but that starting lineup is fucking people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the offense is good. And then you got uh, Derek White and Drew Holiday just out there being elite defenders. Like, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, it's been a great start. How how does it feel? How does it, how does that feel, baby? You know, I've been <laughs> I've been uh, I've been jilted before, um, so I'm just I'm just trying to stay trying to stay calm. You know, we gotta play like a team. We gotta you know show up every night. You know, it's not just uh, you know we're, we're already on to the next game. So and the Heat are dangerously down there at one and four. So I'm not sure. even counting them out yet. So yeah, we we got you uh, we got you right where we want you guys. You guys are number <laughs> one. It's a historically great. We suck. We look like the shittiest team ever. Everything is just about where where it normally <laughs> would be uh, 
It's a repeat of last year so far. Right within striking distance is uh, nah. this is how Coach Spo does it. <laughs> on the Heat side, uh, on the Heat side, this is this feels worse than last year. Um, I think there's like some hangover vibes of the the trade, the potential trade that never happened, you know, and like uh, these guys, so many dudes on this team have dealt with that their throughout their entirety of uh, their heat careers. And uh, I don't know something about it this time. Uh, it feels like this group of dudes on the heat are like getting tired of each other or like uh, either that or it's like how you know, the, I guess like the national narrative is, which is just like, you know, of course the heat don't care about, uh, the regular season, you know, like, but you know, you still have to respect them. But as a heat fan, we're just like, kid, we, can we make a single trade? Maybe like just a minor <laughs> ancillary trade, like get someone or something like, like a pick or like cash considerations. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Can we, can we do something? And, uh, it feels a lot of heat fans are split between, uh, like, uh, just being diehards as usual and being jaded with like the front office and the fact that, uh, it seems like they're okay with the odds that they have um and they're less inclined to spend to do anything more unless it's like a like a, a super duper sure thing and which has meant yeah. that nothing has happened basically but like a duncan robinson uh contract kicker where if he performs well enough he gets like an insane amount of money uh or something like that didn't you guys yeah. do that um i mean they i mean shit uh they do a lot of contract kickers all the time all the mm. time um but i'm saying like a duncan robinson uh trade where like uh you know like so we get a, something back of a duncan and uh, kyle for something or like a pick or something um like everybody in the heat fan base is butthurt about the lillard thing uh and we're all so very emo about it but um in reality like uh uh that's not necessarily w a smart move like it would have been a smart move for jimmy's window but like uh tyler and bam are a lot younger than jimmy is and so that would have sacrificed that uh shit because there's no way they get it damian lillard or a player like that without losing tyler but um in a way that that's cool that that didn't happen and people but people are sad that that didn't happen but i'm not even asking for that i'm like yo let me get like i don't let me get like fucking kyle anderson or some shit like make just do something <laughs> do yeah. like uh we we uh we were in the finals last year it's not like we have to hit a home run like we could do a move where we just get some role players and you'd be surprised like what that can do to a team you guys, uh, you guys are looking for like a, like a Luke Kennard type character. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, I'm so thirsty. Yeah, sure. Bring it on, <laughs> Luke Kennard. I'll, I'll get behind it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, team is starving. Nah, it's been it's been a rough start for them though, and uh, but you know, uh, they probably will predictably like bounce back and drag us all back into this um 
but something has to happen. It's it's a it's a turning point for this this group that they have. I think in Miami, uh, is it the uh, is it the is it Udonis Hazel missing or not missing? I shouldn't say if he's retired, but like is him not being there? Nah, is that uh... nah? He's still around. He's still around. I think uh, I don't think that's it. I think they they just didn't fucking do anything to improve the team. Other teams got better. And then uh, in their defense, the fir- what I should have led with if I was like thinking about what wh- their start of their season is, uh, we still haven't seen them fully healthy. Um, they've, they've already have used the most different uh, starting lineups of any other team. Uh, we have like two or three role players that are in the rotation that uh, haven't even played yet. So we'll wait and see. Health has definitely impacted them, but uh, it's it's a shitty time to watch them, though. It's like uh, you got to... You, you, we're not looking forward to watching the games right now. Um, <laughs> I'd rather watch Wemby, uh, who... What what you got to say about Wemby? What you think about that guy? Bro, I was trying to be mature about this and I was trying to, you know, be a grown-up about it, but I am down with all of the hype now. I am uh, I'm fully behind it. I will say he looks like you could snap him in half really quick. Um, yeah. You're down yeah. with the stickness. I'm down. <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> I can't say yes to that, but uh, I'm down. With, <laughs> I'm down with. I'm down with. I'm scared to as much as confident as I am in the Celtics right now. I'm down with. I'm being scared to play the Spurs at all, just because I don't know what he can do. Like he's gonna. He's got that. He's got the baby giraffe vibes, which. Uh, which baby which deer, is, baby giraffe, like me. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, antelope, perhaps, or like. Uh, <laughs> A gazelle, as it were. Gazelle, yeah, 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 um, yeah. He he just looks like a uh, a plains animal that just doesn't that was just born and is uh, like already has to run from a lion or something, you know. It's true. I fear for his health, but um, in these first like five, six games, or however many they've played, um, that's about all. That's it, really. Because if he stays healthy. Uh, even right now, already, it seems like de- he can easily just re- make them win. Like in a in a game, um, the you know beat KD twice now and like mattered in the game. It's not like he was just there. Like uh, they don't win without him. Uh, Kevin Durant in a podcast was saying that the first time Wemby like pulled up for a jumper on him. Like he realized that all he could really do is like just kind of like uh, play sound defense, you know, like just get in his face. But there's, but he can't. He's never gonna touch the ball or anything. Like he's not gonna block him. He's not gonna stop him from doing nothing. And uh, and it almost felt like he's never felt that way, you know. Like uh, like he was laughing about it when he talked about it, and it made me feel like uh, that stuck out to him, you know, like. How many times does KD guard somebody and he doesn't think like you ain't shit? Like I can, I can. Just, I mean, he's like seven feet tall. You could probably swat most people if he really tries. Like, 
I was just going to say, on the other end, on the defensive end, no three-pointer is safe against a big man anymore with him on the court. He's out there just blocking three-pointers like it's nothing. So, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, the Cornette contest, like, 2.0. Imagine if Cornette, like, from that distance is just blocking him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, now, now you're now the other team is averaging zero points per game if you're playing against. Wait, that's wrong. Hold on, you're averaging less points. The wait, hold on. Uh, you ah, damn it. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I will. We're a little rusty. Left. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so Wemby blocks a lot of three pointers. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Um Yeah, if he stays healthy, it's already it's already shown to me like that he he can just will them to victory with his performance and uh he's only going to get better. He's so young. That's like terrifying. But you do worry about his body and stuff like uh Yeah, you don't want to have a like Bambi situation or you know how do you coach Cordova uh, game plan against a Victor Wembanyama when, when I put in Victor Wemby? I put in Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, on the Grizzlies. Somebody like him. Uh, when I was watching them Suns games, one thing that stuck out to me was like, uh, um, you know, he was dominating and shit, but everyone that was opposing him was like not of a very imposing build. Like uh if you put somebody like Ken Kenneth Lofton Jr. on the Grizzlies like a, a Charles Barkley esque type body on him, that person can push him completely out of the paint. Uh I'd be curious to see um matchups against uh, like a not not too many people are gonna have the length and height of him, but already right now there's people stronger than him and and heftier like um depending on how successful he is uh health wise we're probably gonna see like when Shaq was in the league and like every team had like a todd mccullough or some shit like <laughs> just you know so a big old yeah. brute guy to no disrespect to to fucking the god but like uh <laughs> the god mccullough but like uh travis knight <laughs> yeah, Wemby's good enough that yeah, you might see some teams have just having to have uh somebody to either just waste fouls on him or just push him out of there until he gets uh stronger. But problem with him is he's got all these other skills. So like now you push him out of the paint, he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll do some like Kevin Durant type shit." And it's terrifying. I'm sure you've seen the dunk that he had on. I think it's he's on your team. Tom is it Thomas Bryant? Yeah, yeah. In Where preseason, Thomas Bryant just looks to the sidelines and just says, "I." He like just shrugged and uh, yeah, because Wemby, I mean the dunk. He looked like Jor when Jordan's arm stretches out in uh, Space Jam, you know, and it's like to a point where there's no way you can even touch it. So yeah, but, uh, but realistically, he'd be, realistically he'd be on one of the uh, he'd be on the Monstars. I feel. Yeah, he's mainly not because of his height or length or anything. It's because he's French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. 
that's I the kid, other actually good, love good thing love about him. French people. It, it, actually, I was gonna say that's the, the other good thing about him is that like he's not American. He doesn't come in with like that American ego. Like he's just kind of like polite and stuff. He's not gonna be well whipping out guns or anything. So like it's gonna be it's gonna be. I mean that's a that's a good part of his career. If he stays healthy, he's not gonna get like in trouble for something stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> So the James Harden saga has uh, come to uh, a close, I guess, but not really. You never know with that guy. Um, But this man has to be the absolute best at like just causing a a fucking ruckus and and getting what he wants out of it. He uh, and and. And to that end, the whole story in the story, the whole like it this, this feels like an ongoing thing where he just like goes to a team, plays one or two seasons and then leaves. But uh, it kind of like fizzled at the end here where he just got got like traded like right before the season started to the Clippers. And it just seems like it's a it's just a dud. Like it just doesn't seem like a big time. Although I guess if you're a Clippers fan, you probably like it. But it just seemed like it just kind of fizzled out at the end. Yeah. With me, he's got a little bit to prove for me, man, because uh, we're going on like two stops here where uh, he didn't really impact things like uh, he claims that uh, or at least from my understanding of things, uh, you know, he wasn't happy with Kyrie and stuff like when they were on the super team on the Nets Um, and then. I don't know, man. Um, in Philly, all I remember is uh, the Heat played them with James Harden and and Joel Embiid, and it was like fine. It was it was like totally non threatening. Like it wasn't it wasn't spooky. Like we're just already thinking about like all right, you know, like Boston or whatever, you know, the or the or Milwaukee, like or whoever it was. Um, so he's going through a bit of a decline, like whether or not he is willing to admit that. And uh, I heard that he had a super intense off season where he was like training and doing all this shit. And so, and then you have the quote he gave recently where he was just like a uh, very Jay-Z-esque, like I'm not a system player. I'm a system system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That's, I don't know about that. It's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure because uh, yeah. he hasn't exactly been a system in in the last couple of seasons, man. The last right, few right. It was kind so of so. On uh, that regard, I, I feel you on that. Like, uh, I don't know if this is going to move the needle or not. It was kind of Embiid's system in Philly. So now I wonder, like, does he like when does I don't know. I feel like these guys never know when to like take the back seat. Um, he's he's mid thirties, I think. So like, he still has the talent. So I'm not. But like on the Clippers, like there's a lot of like ho- like future Hall of Fame talent on the team um, that's like probably seen its prime. So, I mean, I guess I mean if I were the owner of the Clippers, I would have jumped on it too if I saw the opportunity. Hell yeah! I'm not going to expect much though out of it. To nah. Be honest. Yeah, if you know nah. anything about basketball, it's just not it's not going to go go well for them. Yeah, uh, he's got to prove it to me. He's got to prove it to me. Like, uh, um, not the same, really. But I remember this time last season doing a very similar episode, and we were talking about 
who who are the contenders, who are the pretenders, like. And I remember when we got to the Nuggets, I was like, uh, I had nothing but praise for them. But then at the same time, I was just like, yo, like we've seen them uh, drop the ball in in the playoffs and not not make it through. Like, uh, I don't care if they have the best record anymore or whatever. Like uh, they have to I needed to, to see them prove it like and and make it through some tough adverse moments like in the playoffs and shit and uh they did it and so uh i don't think that's the type of synopsis i would give on the nuggets or whatever like now um and so that's where how i feel about harden uh uh he has the history um for to say something like that where you know uh rockets harden is totally a system and uh People forget that that system almost beat the the Warriors like at their absolute height. Um, one of the, one of the best series, uh, I think, ever. But like, uh, when you lose, you get you get forgotten. And so uh, he needs to revive some of that play. Uh, and until that happens, like uh, I, I'm just not really. I don't. I don't know. It seems like a team of guys that. Uh, by the time the playoffs come, LeBron's going to destroy them and it's going to be like Harden by himself with, and he, and he's like on a gimpy hamstring or some shit. Uh, I'm going to be like, sound like an old, older millennial here and be like, I remember the days when James Harden came off the bench in OKC. And, uh, we used to be a proper country, you know, he's all fresh. It's true. No beard, no strip clubs. It's true. Hmm. Damn, Yao Ming was on the Rockets instead of him. <laughs> he, um, I, I've actually never heard. Now that you mention uh, him, I've never heard somebody uh, talk about being a system player in the NBA before. That's not really like a football term for me, I guess. But uh, is that a thing? Like, do is there actually like systems that are built around one guy? I feel like he um, so he was like trying to say the opposite. Like, uh, and I I think it's funny because uh, from what he was saying, it sounds like he was trying to say that Doc and Philly were trying to make him fit into what they had going on. Uh, and he's like, Nah, man, like I can't do that. You gotta you gotta bit work it around me. Uh, I can't change like, you know, who I am and that's, and who I am is the best thing for us. Um, but that's just funny to me because doc and Philly, at least on an eye test as a fan do not, they didn't give me those vibes. It's like, relax, buddy. You weren't on the spurs or the heat where that would actually be true. Where like, it wouldn't mean shit that you're James Harden and you would have to, uh, you know, follow the Patriot way or, or whatever. Like, right. uh, um, he made it seem like it was like that, but I have a hard time believing that Doc Rivers, a f- famously a player's coach, uh, he had some intricate system he was boxing him into. You know, it's like, I don't know, dude, you, you played a lot and you didn't play that good, man. I'm sorry. Um, 
James Harden, you, you mentioned it earlier, he's uh, one of those guys who, uh, you know, he fits into that uh, that meme where he's walking past. He's like he's, he's like in, in the, the death shroud and he's walking past like four doors and there's three dead doors with blood coming out of them behind him. And then he's on to the next one, which is basically the Clippers now. That meme in mind, uh, who would you ra- who would as a Heat fan, who would you rather have in your team right now? Kyrie Irving or <laughs> James Harden? I'm taking Kyrie, dude. I'm Are taking really? Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Kyrie. Uh, or thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm taking Kyrie just because at the very least, uh, look at Kyrie, man. Look at the Mavericks. Uh, they're functioning uh sure it's taking uh like biblical level miracles from Lu- luka Doncic or whatever but like uh no i'm taking Kyrie. i think Kyrie has a little more gas in the tank than james harden and uh you know the only thing the only reason i wouldn't take Kyrie would be for all the extracurricular craziness and wackiness that he brings mm-hmm. to the scene but uh i mean look at james harden and like it's not it's a little bit different type stuff but it's not exactly like smooth sailing when you got that guy on your team i'll say this at least james harden kind of doesn't get distracted with like worldly issues like i feel like with uh what's going on with israel and palestine Kyrie irving is the last person i want to have on my team to be very honest true that's true it's a bad time to bring him onto the team probably it's Uh, a bad time that's a headline it's a bad time in geopolitics to have Kyrie Irving on your NBA team. So it's true. They're like, yo, we can get Kyrie for a second rounder. It's like, what's going on in geopolitics right now? <laughs> like, uh, what's the hottest conspiracies right now? Stat. I need to yeah, know. Well, well, you know, Joe Biden just said it's like threat level yellow right now for a terrorist attack. So Kyrie Irving, uh, not worth as much, I guess. So damn more. Hmm. Yeah, I know. The world is still round. Um, that doesn't seem as hot of a conspiracy anymore. Like, uh, but yeah, no, I think I'm still taking Kyrie. I think, um, I think I just like how he plays basketball right now more than Harden. And uh, I never really liked Harden's style, but it is true. Like he he's an MVP and he was balling the fuck out. He was a prolific scorer. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. It's not for me. You know, it's like uh, a band I don't like or something like, uh, I don't know. He's like imagine dragons of basketball or some shit <laughs> where it's successful. It's working like, all right, good for you guys. Like, it's great. But I don't know. I don't want to watch Imagine Dragons take 75 free throws all night and flop around and fucking whatever. I'm not going to sit here and say that James Harden and Imagine Dragons aren't talented people. Like uh, they're all they're all very talented. I think James Harden is a is a fucking artist at what he does. But uh, I'd rather watch Kyrie. I'd feel better with Kyrie. Yeah. So you're saying Kyrie's more of like an art. Molly, Molly, oh, Jerry. Um, um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, Kyrie's more of <laughs> Kyrie's more of an uh, more of an artiste on the basketball court, uh, if you want to put it like that. But uh, 
Yeah, shit, I know it's true. I didn't even mean to bring that up, but when it comes to that, 100% Kyrie all day. Like, uh, he's painting pictures out there. James Harden is, like, uh, not doing that. Like, I don't don't know, sometimes, sometimes. But it's a brutal, it's a more brutal uh, art form with him, with the the trickery, with the refs and all that stuff. Like, he's a fucking master. So you're saying James Harden is more toxic to a team, otherwise, no, uh, or another word for toxic would be radioactive. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, I know, and and that's crazy. That's it's just crazy to even think because Kyrie, you know, he's no, uh, he's not squeaky clean here. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I need James Harden to prove it to me once again. Uh, I think, uh, like you referenced, I don't think I've liked him more than when he was the sixth man on the Thunder. Like, uh, something about when that era of him. Uh, and when he first came to the Rockets, like, uh, uh, I liked watching him play at least more. And that's a, I know that's a stale ass take because we had to, this is years ago. We had to watch him do, uh, zillions and zillions of possessions in a row of like isolation. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm a GM, I'd rather have Kyrie than James Harden. I will say this: the Clippers do like the fa- do look like the favorites to win the 2008 NBA championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. <laughs> um, that that is something that we hit the nail on the head. Not that it was hard or anything, but like. Uh, I remember when Paul George and Kawhi came together and we both had a consensus of just like, you know, it's like Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable uh, cloned himself and formed a team. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Glass. Yeah. Mr. Glass. Like uh, just, just these guys, you know what I'm saying? They can't stay healthy, man. Um, Yeah. We brought up Yao Ming a little while ago. Um, he had to play a lot. Uh, he he fulfilled a lot of obligations for international play, like for China. Um, I think that played into it, obviously, as well as the fact that he was a fucking giant. Um, injuries took the toll on him and cut his career short. But during his peak, he played with Tracy McGrady, uh at various little blips throughout those seasons, they were a championship team. Like, uh, no, you cannot stop that duo. But every single time they had the actual opportunity, one of them was hurt, you know, like, and it just, it just didn't happen. Um, which, which makes me think of the injuries that have plagued the Suns to start the season. Um, you know, we're looking at a super team uh, first first week or two of a super team here with Beal, Durant, and Booker, and the rest of the gang, um, <laughs> Nurk. But like, uh, I don't think Beal has even played yet, and Not yet. Um, I think Kevin Durant has played the majority of the games uh, of their star core. Um, I'm starting to feel. 
a little bit like, uh, do I give a fuck about them? Is it going to be like another Clippers where it's like, oh man, if there, if if it was 19, 2008 and you guys yeah. all slept in hyperbaric chambers for the rest of your lives, <laughs> uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the Suns well, start to the season? Well, I guess I, I try not to do the whole like, you know, we're six games in, try to give a, a take on it already because I feel like teams got a gel. And you said they had an injury, but um, it's weird because I, this story happens a lot where like a team that's trying to has like a really young up and coming superstar picks uh, some older superstars to join the team to supplement them. Um, in the hopes that it wins a championship. And I feel like that's never worked in the history of the NBA. I really can't, I really can't think of like, I, do you remember when the, do you remember the Lakers that went out and got like Carl Malone and Gary Payton, I think was on the team also. And I think they didn't win a championship. For Hell no. Nah. They got, they yeah. got beat gentlemen sweep in five by the Pistons. Doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Like, I mean, they, they went far, of course, and you, you can't help but go far, but it's not like championship level, you know, winning. Nah. So, yeah. 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 It reminds me of like, um, I'm kind of shocked that I'm about to say this, but like, uh, old James Dolan, owner of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Like, um, cause right now, they're kind of okay you know not the greatest but definitely better that better times right now than it used to be but like you know that's some um not that this is how it's going to go for the suns but i used to always expect the knicks to sign like uh you know like uh steve francis you know like when he's like 34 or something and be like yeah baby like we got steve francis and we got uh like i don't know jalen rose and like uh (laughs) uh eddie curry and stuff and it's like man if all these guys were in their primes like this would be awesome but like you know i don't think alan houston's walking through that door uh in his (laughs) 20s yeah I mean, it, I get it. Like, you, you want to sque- squeeze as much talent out of, or squeeze as much of anything out of some guy who just wants. Yes, to let's squeeze all as many types of different things we can squeeze out of uh, other things. Yeah. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the sound effect. I, yeah. Yeah. I expected either the the laugh track or the. Uh, it's true. It was ripe so. for for either one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, um, I don't know. It's They signed this talent, but the the talent – like, once you're past a certain point, like 32, 33, like, if you're going to a different team and, I guess, a different system and thinking that you're just automatically going to win, it just hasn't worked, I feel, ever in the history of the NBA. Although, even in saying that, I'm thinking of, like, the Celtics from the 80s that like snagged Bill Walton from the Blazers, who was basically kind of past his prime. And I feel like he won a championship and we're talking like that. He's a hall of fame type guy. So maybe my whole point is just moot. Uh, we'll see all that. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, Bill Walton is a rare, rare breed, you know, um, I will say the Suns don't scare me. So I'll, if, if you're, if you want my like just straight up two word opinion on that team, they don't scare me at all. Yeah, um, I think they suffer from a similar issue that um, the Bucks suddenly do, which is like um, the Bucks a little bit less so, 
but like uh okay on the suns the big guys i'm not they're not stopping anybody like uh kd will do it and but you know he only does it when he absolutely has to like uh i remember when he was on the warriors uh they put him in at center at one at points throughout the playoffs and he was starting to like block shots and stuff and it was like oh yeah fuck this guy's like seven feet tall like um but that's not what he's trying to do um bradley beal ain't guarding nobody devin booker ain't guarding nobody i just watched him very pathetically try to shove Wembenyama uh on some pure did you see that play did you see that play and then he he got scored on yeah i mean Wemby, you're not gonna do much but you're definitely not gonna do that if you're devin booker (laughs) it's like i don't know what he thought he was about to do um it didn't look good it was kind of like ah like ah (laughs) (laughs) um there's some guys that are gonna go up against that aren't out here like ah ah. I, uh, you can't put a word to that sound. You really can't, but like, um, no, you know, you're absolutely right. Just not. Yeah. They're not, they, they were intimidating. Shoot. I think that, that's the last time I was ever like scared of Chris Paul. I was like, oh, well, this is going to be it. Like, uh, he's going to finally get, get his flowers and stuff. And now mm-hmm. it's just, no, no. It's all yeah. Over. They don't, they don't have no defenders, man. They need, they need like, a. Some fucking like Dort energy, you know, like somebody like him. Like they don't have at least, and maybe I'm just ignorant to it, but I don't know that they have uh, like a premier defender like that. And then, um, similarly to the Bucks, like they have Giannis and uh, Brooke Lopez, so they're they're in better shape than than the Suns are on that front. But they lost Drew Holiday, like, and uh, while Damian Lillard is going to score a lot of points and keep the offense flowing real good and stuff. Um, on the other side, you lost drew holiday. Like, uh, and so I don't it's know. It's already showing. It's already showing. I mean, they're, they have one of the worst defenses in the league right now in Milwaukee. That is. And, um, you know, Celtics have one of the best. So it's just kind of, it's like a very obvious, like, you know, like we're seeing it with the numbers. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all you need to see. Yeah, it's almost um, like that guy shouldn't shouldn't doesn't belong on that team, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's but uh, <laughs> sorry, um, bro. Uh, yeah. What else? What else we got? Um, Luca. Okay, tournament. Go. Let's go. Tournament. Let's I, go. I, can... <laughs> <laughs> I guess my one question about this tournament is: I Can somebody, Luka, anybody, yeah. tell me why? Can somebody, anybody tell me why? Hey. Um, can somebody, anybody tell me why they had to go so wild on the courts? Like, <laughs> um, like, why did every single court except like the Bucks and maybe like one other person I'm not thinking of have to have? They're like, let's. What's the loudest color we got on the on the squad? That's the court. Basically, I mean, it, it really sucks for, I mean, it only really kind of sucks for a team like the Bulls who have that like bright red, you know, iconic bright red uniforms that they have. So they decided to just make the whole court like too bright red. So like you have to like adjust your TV settings, do all this stuff just to watch a Bulls game if you're a Bulls fan. So, um, I mean, Indy, I almost didn't mind. O- OKC, they had an OK court. 
but um i like the okc one okay court yeah yeah i liked it i like i liked it it's just um it's just very uh i i just the only thing i really wonder about that is like how it affects the players but i assume they just don't it doesn't bother how they play like they're just cool with a whole bunch of colors on the court because you're used to seeing like you know the hardwood you know yeah i wonder if the players got like an opportunity to at least play on it once or twice like for or practice on it or something uh because that I'm is kind of fucking wild mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know we'll see uh what was it i think it was like five games for the tournament happened on friday maybe six um and out of every single one of those games they were all decided by like five or less points maybe even three or less points except the heat one but they played the wizards which that's a whole other story we could get we could <laughs> fucking get into the wizards at any old time <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and every all of these teams have a trophy as their lo- logo is that the trophy that they win if they win the yeah are these guys yeah. even really going to be happy when they win the in-season tournament like i don't uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if they'll care that much right now, but I could see it um m- like meaning something later. Uh but I don't know, like uh only I really only paid attention to the heat game at least closely. And I can say that that was the first game that Jimmy Butler like tried maybe like 75% as hard. <laughs> like, uh, whereas before we were at about a 15% there, which was pretty typical for him. And it's super frustrating. I mean, this is of course, regular season, Jimmy, uh, we haven't gotten to like playoffs have just started Jimmy. Right. So that's, uh, I mean, if if the trend holds, that's going to be that. That's you get. You should just expect more of that, right? Like he plays hard enough to get you guys into the playoffs, and then he like really plays hard. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, actually, I'm hoping I'm they pull think, a trade off. Yeah, I'm go ahead. To think that that his number number twenty two, that's the last year he's ever going to be relevant, like as an NBA player. Wow. Well, that's already yeah. wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. because he oh, just well. beat y'all in 2023. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck that. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um. Uh, what year is it? But nah. Uh. Nah. I think he. I think he's frustrated. Just. Just like the fans are in that. Like, uh, what else does he have to do to show? That like you if you give this guy a little help, like good things could happen. Um, we'll see. I, I I think the Heat team that makes the playoffs, if they do, won't uh, have the same players on it as this team. Hot take. But I think it'll be like a little tiny trade, like uh, they get like Bogdanovich or some shit, like from the Pistons or some shit. Even though I think he might be hurt, but something like that. Do you think, I mean, but despite the guys that I I don't ever hear like a lot of players say like, I can't wait. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I was about to say something wrong, but like the heat players that are around Jimmy right now, they like him and stuff. 
but I just can't like I haven't. I guess I'm like you. I'm surprised there aren't like other guys that are like begging to go to Miami. Like, I mean, boy, the whole taxes. summer. Uh, yeah, we did have a pretty high profile guy wanna wanna yeah. go there real bad. See, but so I hear, but like I, I just wonder if that's like a, not a story that's put out just because like you know you know two, two years now Heat uh, overperform, make the finals, lose. So you know. More players should be clamoring, I would think, to do that. You just don't. Maybe I'm just not hearing about it, or maybe it was just him wanting to go to the Heat was just a story the whole time. I, I don't know. Uh, I think the real the answer there is that the only way to get to the Heat right now, due to the salary cap and the way their contracts are all put together, would be to do exactly what Damian Lillard did. You would have to do like a James Harden thing because the Heat don't have. Uh, cap space to like sign a free agent or something and then uh the the funny part is by the time everyone's done being in a hissy fit with this like uh every year you unlock like more draft picks of the future you can only trade like seven years into the future so next summer they'll have an additional pick um but they they didn't even have the cap space to sign jimmy butler uh, they got him in a miraculous trade that they pulled off. And so uh, you can't just come to Miami like that. I think if uh, if they had cap space or like more tradable assets, then you would see that more. But like the only way to get to Miami right now is you have to you have to be like, uh, you know, like Daryl Morey doesn't like black people or whatever <laughs> like uh <laughs> like on some kanye west uh hurricane katrina type shit uh oh, slash man. james harden um, that was the biggest controversy of like 2007 i was gonna say yeah mike though, myers like, just like damn bro yeah he actually like, uh, he kind of he kind of is the goat of like handling an awkward situation correctly just because of that to be honest it's true and and that was like uh that was what kanye was like hinged you know what i mean like uh like he wasn't entirely uh wild for doing that really like in 2023 that's not even that crazy i feel to to do something like that but back then and mike myers was like oh you're gonna be in trouble (laughs) he straight up he did not break eye contact with the camera so uh credit to mike myers yeah So if like 2005 Kanye West wanted to come to the heat, like he would be on the heat, dude, like just like James Harden is on the Clippers. Um, but uh, that that's what it is. Um, uh, Kyle Lowry makes like almost 30 million dollars. Jimmy Butler makes like 40 something million dollars. Bam out makes like 20 something. So does Tyler. Uh, there's not a lot that they can really move around there uh, until they move it or do something. Uh, I guess just the older I get, and I'm just going back to the Dame Lillard thing. Uh, the older I get, the more I believe in like the NBA conspiracy theories. Um, I just think that like uh, what what I'm seeing in the you know the news reports is all. I, I'm just like it's all fake. It's all none of it's real. None of it's. I, I just I just believe it when I see it. So like when when they were like. Damian Lillard went to the Bucks. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, yeah, that's probably, yeah. I, I just don't <laughs> let it even like it doesn't even like get in uh, under my skin anymore. I'm just kind of whatever. Like K- uh, KP going to the Celtics, 
I was like, I had no clue they were even interested in him. So um, the stories are all just like uh, diversions or distractions. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's different than it used to They're be. Like, uh, yeah, there's um, the Damian Lillard saga was a was an exercise in that because you had mm-hmm. Woj, who if you if you look at all the news in, in hindsight. Woj was clearly speaking for um, what's his name, uh, Cronin, like the the organization, mm-hmm. the general manager of the Blazers, and then you had like Shams and uh, Chris Haynes who were speaking on behalf of Dame, and so you know Woj would be like, uh, you know, uh, Woj bomb the Blazers. Uh, don't want Tyler Hero or whatever, you know, and then it would be like yeah. breaking news. Shamsharania, like uh, Shamsharania, um, Damian Lillard says he will not report to any training camp of any other team, and it became yeah. pretty clear who was, you know, in the pockets of who. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting subject, actually. I don't want to make it all about the Miami Heat and Damian Lillard and all that bullshit because I think it's uh, relevant beyond that, like, uh, shams a guy like him i'm pretty sure he's in it with one of those sports book companies you know uh draft kings oh, really? not draft kings or like whatever the fuck anyone fucking draft fuck whatever you want to call it uh fucking gamble bros duck yeah, yeah um, i need to name i need to name like broken families you know what i mean so yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh for real um yeah. House so closure. that's a kind of a conflict of interest um, that it came up during the draft. Uh, I believe the NBA draft because uh, Woj, now that he works for ESPN, he was like, I'm not going to spoil the picks. Like uh, he, he did it all the way up to this past one. And this time he was like, nope, you're going to have to hear it from us live on ESPN, baby. And uh, uh, Shams had tweeted like, hours before the draft or maybe a day before um that like uh, i want to say it had to do with uh the dude that the hornets picked um at number three um like if shams had a tweet that basically flipped where scoot could go and where hornets buddy could go which you know I'm going to go ahead and fault that on the Hornets that I can't remember his name because because <laughs> the Hornets, man. But that changed odds and it changed gambling money exchanges. And then in the end, it turned out to be like a complete farce. Uh, and everything happened kind of the way that people thought already. And it really makes you think, um, you know, what motivations these guys have now that we basically only believe shit if it comes from them. Oh, Woj and Shams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even, yeah, or like I, Shef- I even... Schefter or Schecter, like in the, in NFL or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Dudes um, like that. Yeah. It's, um, but even then, like they spent like a whole summer just reporting on this one thing and how much of a pain in the ass it was becoming. Uh, just for it all to not mean anything at all. And so like, what are these guys? I mean, we assume they're like insiders, but are they really like nobody saw the Milwaukee thing coming? Um, So it's like either that or these GMs are really good about keeping it under wraps. And they were just like, yeah, we were going to do this all along type of a thing, you know? Yeah, I think they are insiders. And I think the GMs are good at keeping things under wraps. And Mm. the things we hear 
are what those the people who are privy to know what's really happening it's like what they want us to know you know so like uh okay you know joe cronin on the blazers is like uh like hell no i'm not about to do this and so whoa just like hell no the blazers are not about you know (laughs) like uh, and then suddenly you know then pat riley's like oh shit okay maybe we gotta Uh, i don't know you know like uh and then it's like yeah uh strainer reports uh, dame lillard says hell no and then everyone else like oh fuck okay uh, just to uh, give their uh, give the Hornets some respect, is they're 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 in hard times right now. Are you referring to Lamelo Ball? Are you referring to no. Brandon Miller? Brandon um, Miller is who I'm referring okay. to. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, we could do a whole pod on his ass, like we, in, we could do a whole pod either. on the Hornets, man. It's a it's we a tragedy, could. man. Michael Jordan said bye. He said Joe Biden. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> he said, I'm fucking done with y'all. Uh, he's like no amount of gambling. Like I'm, he, if Michael Jordan's not willing to gamble on you anymore, goddamn. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes a lot to get the goat of bad gambling uh, out of the game, basically. So, um, speaking of, I'm glad you brought up Michael Jordan. Uh, I uh, surprised nobody ever mentioned it before, but uh, the documentary, uh, the Bulls documentary that came out uh, during 2020 during the pandemic. The Last Dance. Um, yeah, has nobody noticed that like um, his alcoholism is showing like in his eyes? Like you can see like he's got like jaundice like in the whites of his eyes. He's um, fond of tequila. Like that, like <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> nobody has said a word about. It. I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like Michael Jordan's still a hot topic, and if he has an alcohol problem, <laughs> yeah. May, you know, he's got enough money to to make it to where like, well, we would never fucking find out. And he's a That's little true. bit he he's like damn near boomerish. You know what I mean? So like, it's just all it's all madman and normalized. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Just pouring a whiskey at noon. Um, that's yeah. true. OK, well, fine. I mean, he could, I look, I don't judge. I mean. I think if anybody's allowed to have uh, a bunch of drinks in their old age, it's probably Michael Jordan. So yeah, no, nah, he does have the eyes though of like many cigars and many tequila shots. He has the eyes of like like when I see him, I feel like if, I don't know if you've ever walked into like a, a room where like the AC is blasting way too hard and like it dries out your eyes and they get that like that little like blood thing in the corner there. Uh, that's what I feel like Michael Jordan's always walking into for some reason. So, but no, I just like to talk about it. That's pretty interesting. Uh... I don't know. I saw that one. I had to click it. Just had to. No, no. I'm absolutely fine with it. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's like when you're in the car and the and the AC is just pointed at you uh, right, right at you. to your fucking eye, and like you can't really like do anything about it at this moment. So yeah, and then now your eyes are all dry. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool. I mean, I just thought somebody had to mention it. Um, and as the uh, and we're starting to sound like and going back to the conspiracy theories, we're starting to sound like the uh, the Alex Jones of NBA podcasts, right? Like I mean, uh, shit. Shams have the documents sh- and stuff. My shit's all corroborated, man. I was listening to a podcast with Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen, okay, uh, recently, and Marcus Jordan says, and I quote, "Yeah, you know." He lo- he loves his tequila. <laughs> Talking about his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the gossip, because the gossip is the best part. 
Jordan um, got harassed by paparazzi uh, as he does. He's Michael Jordan. And they're all asking him like, uh, like, what do you think about your son's uh, potential marriage uh, to Larsa Pippen? Uh, and he was just like, I don't like it. <laughs> and that was all he said. And uh, the podcast I was listening to, they asked, uh, I want to say, um, I think it was, uh, oh man, I was, uh, I'll remember later. But uh, they asked him, what did he think about his father? They asked Marcus, you know, what do you think about Michael saying that? And he kind of like chalked it up, up to that he was drunk. He was like, you know, he was on vacation and feeling himself and like he likes his tequila. Ha ha ha. And and he's a trash talker by nature. So I think that, you know, that's what he was doing there when it was like, I don't know, dude, like he was pretty much pretty straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there was as much gray area there. It's like nine in the morning. They're catching Jordan right after breakfast. And they're like, what do you think about your son marrying Lars? He's like, I like it. And it's like, I think he was, I, th- I think he was still drunk, fellas. Still drunk the night before. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, that's For a shame. Real. I didn't, uh, yeah. It's, um, do you think Scotty Pippen, like, man, that's an awkward ass wedding, actually, now that I think about it. I know. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's something to be said about Larsa Pippen uh potentially like getting like uh money from both michael jordan uh career yes. and scotty pippen career yes um yeah. I, um that's like some phil jackson level maestro <laughs> shit right there um, not too many yeah. people got them guys that work together better than that uh <laughs> for a common goal uh good for her i mean secure the bag it's uh in this economy you gotta do what you gotta do so it's true you have to. I mean, shit. We gave her. Uh, we gave her an okay award already. Um, you know, so that's true. Uh, don't yeah. sleep on us. We were we were on this story <laughs> yeah, months, months, and months ago. We call some stuff pretty early. Hmm. They have a show now, though. Uh, just so the general public knows, and it's hella awkward and cringe. Is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it's called. I forget. But I heard some clips. I have uh, to admit, Pablo uh, Torre. Pablo Torre is the gentleman who had them on his show, uh, who I'm referencing for the people. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, I have a hard time even listening to uh, KG and Paul Pierce talk about stuff. It's uh, It bugs me a little bit because uh, it just... Um, I don't know. I mean, I love KG and, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of memories there, obviously. Um, I just... I feel like he's forcing it and... And Paul Pierce is just, uh, he's developed this like goofball, uh, like personality after he retired and everything. Like he just, it's not a good look. People, just cl- people clown on him a lot and it's, uh, it bothers me, but also like if I weren't a Celtics fan, I'd clown on him too. So especially the, true. uh, the poo poo incident. So yeah, it's true. Uh, if I had to guess why he is the way he is, is because of like, he feels, you know, his achievements like speak for themselves and uh so he probably has that level of confidence and in that regard you know he's not wrong like he's a he's a fucking incredible amazing hall of fame nba basketball player nba champion like uh but at the same time it is really funny when he tweets 
like people forget that Paul Pierce really was the goat or whatever. Like, and it's like, bro, wait, are you tweeting yeah. about yourself in the third person? He, like, uh, <laughs> he, he does, he does slurp himself and it's like, it's like, this doesn't look good on you, man. But yeah. And I think it's because of the, of the, of the poo-poo incident, to be honest, from uh, the, the <laughs> well. so I, I, I think it's a stain on his legacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he literally, uh, we, we've literally aired his dirty laundry, as it were. So. Uh, his career took a real skid there. <laughs> but um, hopefully with time, like, um, it makes me think of like Perk. Um, at first, Perkins is saying wild shit. And you're like, you're almost angry. You're like, this is so stupid. But then you kind of like get to know Perk and you're like, yeah, of course he said that he's Kendra Perkins. <laughs> like, and you, and you welcome him in and like maybe later on. And if Paul Pierce never changes, you know, it'll, it'll actually be like meta and funny, you know, where like, because, um, you know, I think back to when he was comparing himself to D Wade on, on ESPN. And I think Richard Jefferson or some, or Jalen Rose or somebody just flatly was like, nah, bro. And, uh, he didn't, uh, like the way he handled that, uh, you know, Shaq wouldn't have handled that like that. Shaq, Shaq would have been a, a much more sensitive about that. Like, so I think there is a small, small level of Paul Pierce where he can be realistic and like laugh at himself. Uh, and and when he does that, uh, that also allows us to like embrace how great he was, you know. Um, but when he gets on his ego shit, it's like, oh boy, here we go. I feel like I can handle as far as Pert goes. I can handle his uh, his crazy predictions and his crazy ideas and stuff. The thing I don't like is his like really his search for a catchphrase, like to be like you know a guy that has a catchphrase. I think he was uh, doing the, the the carry on thing for a while. Uh, didn't like that, and then I saw him try out a new one recently on Twitter. Uh, uh -oh. It wasn't good though. It was like he just said "God bless" at the end or something like that. And it was something kind of I was like, oh, it's not it's not it's coming like out. It's not coming out good. Yeah, you can't trademark "thank you." Kendra yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like happy birthday and you're just like well okay I'm yeah considering yeah his last shit was like carry the hell on or whatever carry uh, the hell on yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if the new one is just like live laugh love uh, <laughs> <laughs> or some shit <laughs> yeah dr dribble laugh love yeah it's it's um it's it's yeah his search for a catchphrase is uh, it's exhausting to be honest. So, but I'm glad um, he dropped "carry the hell on." So, I I've embraced him though, like because uh, I just like fun fun stuff. So, like I don't expect to agree with everything these guys say, but like if Kendrick Perkins um, is gonna is gonna make me laugh and stuff and be himself, uh, I could see a future for him where uh, you know guys like Charles Barkley aren't always gonna be around. Like there's gonna be some new guys, and uh, I would put him in there, um, even though I'm not saying he's like we need to like treat everything he says like the Bible or something like uh, because um, everything in the Bible is real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles Barkley. Now that you mention it, he's kind of like the. <laughs> that was he's kind of like late. the. 
the OG ex NBA player knucklehead that gives opinions and says like folksy Southern things. And we've just been trying to like find the next Charles Barkley after that fact. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Perk being the next Chuck. Uh, Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce kind of has his own lane, but he does share an ego with, with somebody like Shaq, you know, where it's like, dude, uh, you're great, man. Relax relax you yeah. know and he's like no people forget though that paul pierce man like <laughs> and it's like bro <laughs> relax um you but you earned your spot in like the hall of fame so you're you're fine like you don't have to, to prove anything yeah but I, I it's also a testament to like his competitiveness like he's such a baller that like he you know he he can't even play anymore but he's gonna still try to be beat you with words now like as if he could get checked back into the game uh, <laughs> but yeah, it um, that's got to be awesome. that that has got to be a, a feeling, you know, to watch your your goats. Uh, it's or at least Paul. I I don't actually have any problems with KG. I love KG, and uh, yeah, I don't think same. he's like the most polished media guy, but that's why I like him. Like I want him to to. Um, like the fact that when it's him and Paul Pierce, he's the voice of reason and shit. It's like wow, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, you know, Kevin Garnett wants to. He's a passionate dude. Like uh, the fact that he is like, whoa, let's have some restraint here. <laughs> it's like, damn. I honestly, I almost feel like KG could do one all by himself, where you just give him an hour and a microphone, and he'll just go off, and he'll tell you all kinds of like secrets and stuff, and like, I mean. I mean, I feel like he knows a lot of like salacious, juicy, sexy NBA secrets that we're just dying to know, and uh, he just he won't he won't do it. Or because Paul because Paul Pierce keeps like interrupting him, basically. So fucking Adam Silver hates him, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he knows five weird tricks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, it's true. There, somebody should do a KG podcast where all like he's only allowed to be recorded if he's screaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could call it anything. It anything is potable. Honestly, you could. Uh, you if you just took out if you just took out Paul Pierce's voice from the podcast to do now and just left it as a the KG, uh, you know, parts where he's talking. I'd almost be fine with that. So. It's like that one version of the Bible where it's like all Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think Thomas Jefferson yeah. was on that shit. I don't know. Yeah. The but problem I, is, what does Jesus do to LeBron's legacy? It's true. And and Jesus <laughs> don't have no rings. <laughs> Unless we're talking Shuttlesworth. <laughs> oh, I expected more clapping. <laughs> Nah, nah, everyone left. Um, <laughs> Tough crowd. Uh, yeah. Can't, it turns out religion jokes uh, walk in the line there. Walk in the Ooh. line. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how we got into the old Celtics 08 legends, but... Um, well, they're all, I mean, they're all, they're all letting me down, uh, personally, um, as far as, like, you know, they... I feel like most of the players that played at that time and didn't win a championship in the 2007, 2008 season are like, man, I, I hate that the Celtics won that one season and got that one ring. Uh, and they just, they, they hate on that team a lot because I think, uh, I think a fair amount of Celtics fans and 
and and those big three. Uh, we didn't even mention Ray Allen, but those a lot of the players from that team. We talked about Jesus. Like, we did. That's fair. Um, but uh, <laughs> they uh, they like you know that is the last championship that the Celtics have had, so uh, they can always just kind of hold that over other teams' heads. But it's like, yeah, but y'all only got one. You know what I mean? So it's not like you were like you know that it wasn't that great. It wasn't like a dynasty or anything. So. I feel like so many people are annoyed with them. So like, well, let's put them on TV and give them their own podcasts. And then uh, we can just clown on them type of a thing. Yeah. I think when you win a championship on a team like Boston, it's like uh, regular average Joes. Like it's more meaningful to them, you know, like uh, even though like somebody like LeBron would argue like, hey, what about a team like Cleveland? that hasn't won in like 50 years and shit or whatever. Right. Like, but, uh, it's like, no, oh, no, people, I, I, more people care about, uh, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, you know, the, um, and everyone else is kind of just, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't matter as much. Um, it's, well, it's just closer. Um, I feel like teams like, uh, Chicago and San Antonio, and then, like, uh, also trying to be in their Miami, like, uh, in re- in the last Warriors. 30 years. Uh, Warriors, yeah, like, are knocking on the, that door. But, uh, you know, Adam Silver and the ghost of David Stern comes when it's, like, a Lakers-Celtics finals or the Knicks win three in a row or some shit. You uh, you said comes really like forcefully there, and I thought you were going to just stop the sentence right at that point. And I was like, wow, that's uh, it's too far, Alex. That's like, true. Really I should have like, ended the yeah. whole show there. Like honestly, I don't know if we'll, there'll be another episode of this podcast after that. Yeah the the title of this episode is the Ghost of David Stern Comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, let's see. We all know what that means. Okay, awards. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my okay award. I always try. Like the whole root of this is supposed to be funny, and every time I think of like actual people that deserve praise, like um, um, having prefaced it with that, um. I don't know if I feel all the way about this, but like uh, Jonathan Isaac on the Orlando Magic simply playing basketball. I'm not going to speak okay. on anything else about him other than basketball because uh, it would refute my award that I'm giving him. But uh, not interesting. I don't I remember talking about that, dude. Like I, we might have still been uh, living in the same proximity and shit like we're talking about Jonathan Isaac. Like, uh, and then he got hurt. He's fucking gone to a few Republican national conventions. Like, uh, you know, we haven't seen him on the court in a long time. And, uh, that, I think that's my okay award. Uh, and it's honestly trash. Okay. Um, I got a better sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, we're super professional over here. 
I got a better sound effect for the. It should be like the sound of like a truck backing up because like a garbage truck type of a thing when you say trash. But um, um, I I almost have like a like a well I I had a serious okay okay award, but uh, seeing as how yours went um kind of serious, I'm gonna give it up for uh, Mikhail Bridges. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Mikhail Bridges on Twitter um, decided to just uh, for no reason just make it clear. Uh, there was some cheerleader, I think, on the Nets who was saying, like, uh, she's had sex with all of the starters or something like that. And he put up there as clarification. He's like, I just like to make it clear I was a Phoenix Sun at the time that uh, that this woman's referencing and stuff. Almost like, uh, yeah. That's admirable. Clear- clearing himself of, uh, of implications. And I feel like that's what Twitter is for. And that's why that's why. I don't care what Elon Musk does to it. I still show up to see which NBA players did or did not have sex with a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, at the core of their value as a company right now is uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah. Damn. I, I didn't know about that. That that's worthy of an okay award. Uh, you know, uh, some, some woman was like, uh, you know, when did you get traded? exactly yeah 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 his and he's like just to clarify like <laughs> uh, so i appreciate the uh the sort of prevent defense that he's that he's doing there by uh, mm-hmm, making mm-hmm. sure that uh yeah it's like i'm on the team now i've been for like almost a year and everything but hey i don't know anything about this <laughs> yeah yeah even though there was that one other video with uh, that one porn star i think that came out a year or two ago uh, who said she had sex with all of the Phoenix Suns or something like that. So. Yep, yep, I did hear about that. Um, okay. I guess, you know, I guess everything's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, I'm very excited about this season. Um, I think it's been a good start to the season. I think the tournament even though we don't all fully understand it or even value it yet, it it's something that, and we're like, what the fuck? And it's like, Oh, what's this? Like, uh, we're, we're a bunch of cave people and someone just like fucking threw a rock at us. And we're like, what? Um, because the regular season has been pretty dry for years now. And so, uh, if it takes a eye blistering court to, to get us, to get Jimmy Butler to finally drop 20 points in a game this year. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tune in just to see. Yeah. Honestly, like you said, just to see what courts, what wild courts show up. And I feel like somebody's going to try and outdo the bulls court now with some other wild ass colors. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, they need to stop. I think with the, I think they don't need to stop, but like, I think they need to slow down the Jersey creation because at this point we're like rehashing like old graphics from the past. And like, uh, they're, they're pressuring the, whoever's designing these jerseys, like, uh, to come up with so much so quick that we used all the cool shit. I feel like, uh, and now we're starting to drift into, uh, stuff that's so wacky. That's just like, all right, uh, next season, Heat Celtics and they're gonna play and they're gonna wear each other's jerseys. 
you know and it's like what else are we gonna do like because at this point they're just uh you know i guess i'm old man yelling at cloud but i'm like uh i like the different jerseys i think it's fun but i think they've exhausted a lot of the cool design options uh let these designers cook a little bit let them chill for a minute uh i don't think we're, we're we're, they're not bringing their best. They have no style. They have no taste. Uh, I I would say um, I agree with you. There are too many jerseys to even keep track of. Also, there's a lot of like. Um, like just independent designers that I feel need some more like recognition that actually like kind of think outside the box and make some good designs. And they're just kind of, they don't get recognized for it. So it's true. It's true. That's where I stand. If I could change my okay award, I'm giving it to the independent designers. Um, often not recognized, but, um, I remember like there was a dude who had the concept for the Miami Heat, like uh Miami Vice style colors. It's my favorite. A couple years before that even happened, and you cannot tell me that they were not inspired f- from his his concept. Um yeah, it, it's almost like video games where like uh, people that mod video games sometimes come up with better additions to video games than the fucking companies themselves. Like, of uh, course. Yeah, maybe there is no lack of inspiration. They just need to fucking br- let more people participate or something. Yeah, like there run some kind of contest where like if you live in the city of Miami and you have some good design ideas for a jersey, like we'll put them all up against each other and see which one the fans vote on. And hell yeah, we'll make that one. And then we'll, then we'll release it for a limited time and we'll not only pay that designer, but we'll give some money to charity or something. Fuck, I don't dude. Know, something fan something vote, like that, right? Fan vote fan on a Jersey. That's a, that's yeah. a game changer right there. That would be dope. Cause it eats up a lot of discourse on Twitter, to be honest, whenever they like release the, uh, the city edition jerseys and stuff for every team. And, uh, I'm like, I don't really, I mean, it's I don't really have too big of an opinion. I do miss the the Boston jerseys where they were um they were green and gold but they the gold was like in like uh Irish pub letters and stuff and I Those like, were cool. You, like it, it was great that they made those but now you I, it's hard to even find them now. Like I, I want I'm down with them making a jersey all the time but they should make it so you could just get it anytime you want. Um and I just It's true. Anywhere. In a few years every team's going to have like 35 jerseys. Yeah, to pick from. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, the Vice City, that's uh, for Miami. That's like my favorite of all time. It was a good one. It felt it made me feel optimistic about all this Jersey stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, um, I mean, I'm OK. I'm cool with the with the culture one. Uh, it grew on me a little bit, even even during the process of the game of the first game they wore them. But like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh I feel like some of these designs are really reaching and uh, they could be a little more patient. Uh, but I guess when you're designing a Jersey that has a shelf life, essentially of like that one, like uh, not even a full season because they only wear them X amount of nights. Uh, and then the, whoever designed those probably knows 
that next year they're going to do another one. Um, it's starting to get a little played out to me. Um, should the all-star players go back to wearing their own jerseys from their teams? Yes. yes Hell yeah. Like that. Hell like yeah. That. That's I'm, I'm very much for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should, re- you should represent the team you pay play for and say, Hey, I'm an all-star for this team. This team uh, knows how to find all-stars. So it would be fun. Down with that. It would be fun. They should do that. I think. Yeah. Bring that back. Bring it bike. <laughs> shit i don't know i think that's all i got america uh there's plenty plenty of basketball to be had um i'm very excited about this start to the season there's so many things that uh we we could go off about that we will save for later um i don't want to go none of this really matters because uh you know we're only like five six games into the into the season here so 10 days 10 yeah. days in yeah um it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out as always uh man those nuggets jerseys are trash too just the fucking number of 5, feet in a mile or whatever yeah i still haven't made up my mind on that i i, I kind of like it it's the mile high city i get where they're i get what they're doing there but it's um i don't know yeah it's taking away from the other number on the jersey, right? The number of the player that's playing. It's kind of like it's kind of weird, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and um. <laughs> I went to like Santa Fe, New Mexico, one time, and found out that there was a higher elevation. And I was like, "Man, get the fuck out of here!" Like, uh, are you serious? Yeah, there's other places that are higher, and you don't see them slapping f- f- uh, fucking five thousand numbers on their Serbian centers. Really? Yeah. Damn, okay. Coming through with the uh, geological Woj bomb there. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, I don't get it, but I guess there's no NBA team in New Mexico, so. Well, I'll give it time, but like, uh, <coughs> let me see. Elevation of Santa Fe. Well, hell. Is it, hi- is it, is it higher? Did the research team. I think, it, I think you're fucking right. Yeah. Damn. Wow. It. It says Santa Fe is the highest city in the U.S. Yep. So that's well, where uh, clearly Jokic second, needs to play there. Second only to Ferndale, Michigan. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So <laughs> uh, I would like to apologize to the audience. Uh, I'm I'm not as high as normal t- in this episode, unfortunately. The wig is on point, though. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I'm sad, you know. Like, uh, I'm I'm sad about this uh, this heat season until until we can support Jimmy. Um, now, truthfully, though, Jimmy is not doing jack shit, and Tyler Hero is doing a lot in. Uh, I really, he was my first thought of giving a serious OK award to just because um, everything we know about him and his personality and uh, the situation over, uh, every single summer since he's been on the team, uh, he's been in trade rumors like uh, I would expect him. I wouldn't be shocked if he was just like, I'm tired of this shit or like, you know, fuck this team. I don't like this, you know, but he has 
uh, it's almost like he's grown through the process and experience of this. And uh, he's a real leader on that team right now. Like uh, not only on the court, obviously he's like balling the fuck out. Um, I think he was like a one assist shy of a triple double uh, last game, but um, off the court, every time they talk to him, uh, people try to set him up, you know, to be like, Tyler, what do you think about this? And he'll just give a super professional answer where, uh, and then he has said some pointed things, but they're all like the things that you would want somebody to say on the team. Like he was like, we can't just keep losing and be okay with it. Like all kind of stuff like that. Um, no, never has he really complained about the situation he was put in and it was all outside of his control. And he kind of seems like just a young semi douchebag guy. And so I'm very impressed with his maturity, both like in his game, but like uh, handling the whole situation. Uh, and it kind of makes me glad that we still have him. I submit, uh, I'll let me submit this uh, situation to you though. What's worse being Tyler Harrow and being constantly involved in trade rumors, or is it worse to be Marcus smart who thought, who was under the impression he was never going to get traded. And then all of a sudden it hits him like that day. And it just like a, like a ton of bricks. Like you're, you're not on the team anymore. The team that you've spent your whole career on. It's worse to be smart. It's worse to be smart in that situation just because, um, you know, if it happened to Tyler tomorrow, he would be like, yep, I've been mentally preparing for this for literal years. Uh, and I've wrapped my head around this and he would probably have some cliche, like it's a business type quote, um, that he has evolved into having. Whereas, um, Drew holiday, uh, I, I want to say it was his wife. Uh, she either like retweeted or liked a tweet or tweeted herself. Um, something along the lines of like, uh, in response to him, Drew being traded, uh, like you can't trust nobody. Uh, like don't trust anyone like because I want to say a day before and uh, you can always count on me for speculative takes here um, th- I'm pretty sure you up on this one a day before he was traded he was quoted saying like that he wanted to retire there and he was happy yeah. and he was totally cool with being there forever and then the next day they're like congratulations son you're basically Isaiah Thomas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I'll back you up on that. Uh, we do have the receipts. Drew Holiday did say, yes, um, I do want to retire a buck. There's no other team I want to play for. And then, of course, he gets technically traded to, I think it was the Blazers, right? Mm-hmm. Trade, And then Blazers buy him out, and then uh, he's a free agent. No, they traded him. They flipped They flipped him again. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they flipped oh, him. They, it was part of what they, you know, the value of trading Dame is, uh, you know, trading Drew to get even more shit. Now they got Brogdon. They're probably going to trade him too right. as, at a certain point. So that day, you know, it's the Dame trade. Keep, it keeps paying off. Uh, and that's the thing I can't hate on. Um, what's his name? Cronin, because in the end, I do think that he got more than what he would have gotten if he traded with yeah. Miami. But at the, but I don't think, I mean, it was Dame said himself. That's not what he wanted. And, um, there's no obligation for Cronin to honor that, but in the past and things we've like, especially a player like him, typically like you would just try to make it work somehow. Um, you know, it's not like he was, uh, 
you know, like pulling a scorched earth like James Harden, uh, even though people yeah. treated it that way. But, uh, you know, what 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 did James Harden say when he was in China? He was like, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never trust him again or something like uh, yeah. Dame didn't even do all that, you know, and but people treated him like he did when all he did was be there for 10 fucking years. James Harden goes to a new team like when the wind blows. Um, but not Cronin got a good deal though. You know, I can't, I can't hate as much as I hate him. He, he got a great deal and then got even more, uh, good players out of Boston too. He got Rob Williams. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the real hate for Dame Lillard comes from the fact that like, I think everybody's kind of tired of these players having, you know, they get to a point where they're so like any team would want them. Right. So they use that power to just say, I don't want to be on this team anymore. So, and like, he's not like honoring his contract. Like you, you sign these guys for a certain amount of years and you just assume like, okay, they're going to be here for those amount of years. So as a fan, I get to enjoy seeing my favorite player on my favorite team for all these years. And then if they just get, like you said, if the wind blows, they're just like, well, I want out now. So yeah. Yep. Um, they need to they need to make a trade though probably It'd be uh in Milwaukee uh it might be a little early to to like sound the alarm but i think they need to fill out uh some role players over there uh, uh after that deal cuz uh, they lost uh, some defense there uh mm-hmm. but yeah uh double goodbye america the second time double goodbye y'all or you uh, know what? Doug, double goodbye to the world. I mean, I, you never know if uh, this is the first podcast where we have uh, worldly listeners from like Europe or some shit. It's true. Now we've had a few. Shout out to shout okay. out to Brazil. I know at least. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, what, I can't remember the rest of y'all. Damn. There, there they go. They're <laughs> gone now. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Now. <laughs> that was quick. That was quick. Uh, it was like a James Harden contract, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll still have to pay them for some reason, though. Like, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, any any parting words? Parting words. Um, I think I think the next. I think all okay, okay awards from, from me this season. None of them will be serious at all. Uh, I'm just gonna make them all funny and ridiculous. So um, prepare yourself. Actually, I shouldn't even have said that. You know what? Cut that whole thing out. I want it to be a surprise. Yeah, I vow for every episode to get progressively stupider than this one as we continue. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, what does that even mean? That counts. Yeah, that's from Mario 3, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, um, I vow to uh, stay goofy, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Stay in my goofy lane. Um, I guess my parting words are um, Julius Randle is definitely not anywhere close to anywhere near the same tier as Chris Bosch. And uh, I think we can all see that right now. I don't know if y'all remember that that was something that y'all tried to tell me. Y'all, I mean, the populace at large. Um, and I think you can see that that is not true damn dude i feel like you just walked into a party and just like farted and then walked right the fuck back out the it's door. true i'm real fun at parties yeah. so when i talk about julius randall <laughs> uh unprompted <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, well, yeah, shit. Um, I'll see y'all when I see y'all on the flippy floppy. Yeah, keep watching all the NBA. This is like the Chris Gaines version of me, like as opposed to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with that. Yeah, it's the uh, you're, you're, you're Chris Gaines. Vi-